finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. Uh, it was a little strange. Got a knock at the door just before dinner. A couple of Nazis showed up. A couple of uh, white supremacists. I didn't. I didn't know them, but uh, I let them in. We had a great time. Uh, what can you do? You know, just trying to just trying to be hospitable. We will talk about uh, Thanksgiving at Mar-a-Lago, and all I'll say is, Ron DeSantis wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Ron DeSantis would have known better. Also, there's a protest all across China. The, the people there are fed up with zero COVID policies. They're fed up with the lockdowns. And suddenly the U.S. media, the mainstream media, uh, sympathizes with the protesters. Suddenly they have a problem with the COVID lockdowns. Isn't that uh, interesting? Uh, Joe Biden was on Nantucket over the weekend doing what Joe Biden does, creeping on young girls, creeping out young girls. Uh, Dr. Fauci uh, was, of course, making the rounds. He will never go away. And he's not sure if we should uh, leave schools open, you know, because of the latest flare up. We might have to mask up and close schools. God, he's almost 82. I think it's time to go away. I think it's time for the evil elf to leave the stage. Great football. Another great NFL weekend. Ironhead keeps his streak going. Uh, the Patriots play a pretty damn good game and lose. Uh, they're in last place now. Tom Brady's in first place. I want to salute a couple of coaches for going for two and succeeding. Very entertaining weekend in the NFL. We'll, we'll get into that and lots more on today's Callahan Show. Brought to you by Omaha Steaks. I know you're sitting around right now thinking of what am I going to get this person or that? Your father, mother, son, brother, whatever, boss, employee. I got an idea. No more thought. Stop right there. Omaha Steaks. You can achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. I am living off these things. The steaks, the burgers, the chicken, all of it. Just the best. The steak experts at Omaha Steak have put together a special curated gift package to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the code word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, checkout. You get $30 off your order. You can send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress, including the butcher's cut filet, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Go to omahasteaks.com, use promo code Jerry at checkout. Order with complete confidence today. Knowing you're ordering the very best, visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Jerry at checkout to get $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. All right. It was, uh, this was one of the most Trumpian things ever. And it was um, 
to me, his greatest weakness. We've talked about it many times. He just gets seduced by celebrity. So what happens uh, at uh, at Thanksgiving at the the Trump house in Mar-a-Lago? He gets a knock at the door, a surprise visit from yay. Yay is Kanye. Yay is obviously a completely insane person. We, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when he sat down with Tucker and he kind of made the rounds and he's promised to go DEFCON three on the Jews. I don't know. That's to me, that's all it would take. I would say, I don't want to be, I don't want to be friends with this guy. I don't want to be his running mate. That's what Kanye said. He went there to do to ask Trump to be his running weight. He also punked him. Kanye trolled him, punked him, made him look like a fool. And I guess, I guess Kanye said, we'll give it a shot. See if he lets us in. He brings along two noted uh, anti-Semites, white nationalists, Nick Fuentes, this little punk, uh, and uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, who was canceled long ago. Hadn't been seen from much, but now he's uh, working on the Kanye campaign. I guess it's a real thing, Kanye for president, which is so bizarre. But here's the problem is these guys are, you know, they're on the fringe They're You don't, you don't see much of them. You don't hear much of them. I know uh, they have their little following. Nick Fuentes has uh, his following. They're all just like him. They're all 25 year old white kids, little punks, little brats who, uh, who sit there and talk about uh, uh, the, <laughs> about the Jews and how they're going to replace us. He was at Charlottesville, of course, uh, he's been banned, been canceled and everything else, but he still has his following. And in before Thanksgiving, he was getting about 300 views on his videos. He puts out on some platform I never heard of DL live or something. Uh, after Trump uh, invited him in, had dinner with him, talked to him, asked his opinion, actually said, I like this guy. And uh, Fuentes is now getting between fifty and a hundred thousand views. I'm 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 guilty. I spent um, a couple hours reading about him, trying to you know understand if if it's all real. Is he really a Holocaust denier? Is he really a virulent anti-Semite and racist? Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's scum. I mean, he's a bad guy, and he's sitting down across the table from uh, the 45th president sharing his thoughts, telling Trump he didn't go hard enough in his, uh, the speech he gave a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, announcing he was running again, telling him, you know, you got to go all in on the America first stuff. Um, there's some video out there from saying these things. He, a lot of times Fuentes is a troll. He's just trying to get people riled up and, and, and get, and get some coverage, get some publicity. But the amazing thing here is the question everyone's asking is, did Trump know who he was? Did I mean, Trump, he had to know who Milo Yiannopoulos and he certainly know who Kanye West was. What's worse? You tell me what's worse, knowing that he's a, 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 a vile little troll, white supremacist, anti-Semitic troll or not knowing I mean, who's what, who's minding the, our 45th president. Who's there? Who's babysitting? Because somebody should have known and somebody should have said, sorry, we're not doing this. About 10 minutes after you let them in the door, the story was leaked to Axios. Uh, I'm telling you, this guy's just a bad dude. He's only, I, I mean, I, again, I was, uh, I was caught up in this over the weekend reading up. I think he's 24 years old. 
originally from uh, Illinois. So to quote Joliet Jake Blues, I hate Illinois Nazis. And it's one thing if you just saw him and you were doing a rally and he came up to you, but have him in your home sitting down saying, get a, get him a plate. What, what do you like to drink? What did you think of my speech? Trump is so needy and so just in, 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 in awe of any celebrity that Kanye West, despite what he's done in the last few weeks is still invited into his home. And uh, I mean, we have, we have reactions from lots of people, but uh, you know, Trump's Trump, we got, uh, this is Trump on truth social after word was out and everybody was in, in just shocked. I'm, I'm just shocked that, that you let this little maggot into your home. Trump tweets or truths on truth social. He says, so I help. Yeah, he is. He's 24 years old. He just turned in August, turned 24 years old. And he's, he's got a following, not a big one. He's not really an influential guy, but if you go, you can find video of him just going off on it on every, I just watch a video of him. Uh, ripping Dinesh D'Souza because he's not from here. You come over and know our country. I'm going, what? I mean, you're, you're a 24-year-old little punk with the name Fuentes, and, and you're telling Dinesh D'Souza he's not welcome here because of his name? Uh, anyway, here's Trump on truth. He says, so I help a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black, yay, parentheses, Kanye, like we didn't know, who has been decimated in his business and virtually everything else. And who has always been good to me by allowing his request for a meeting at Mar-a-Lago alone so that I can give him a very, I can give him very much needed advice. He shows up with three people, two of which I didn't know the other, a political person who I haven't seen in years. I told him don't run for office. A total waste of time. Can't win. Fake news went crazy. Okay. So you, you're, you're saying you didn't know, you didn't know who Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos were and you let them in and you sat down and had, I don't know, a couple hours conversation with them. That's all it takes. They show up with yay. Well, yay, who used to be your friend is not your friend anymore, Donald. Yay used you. Yay punked you and you fell for it. It's really kind of sad. Kanye reported the, the, the video before they got to Mar-a-Lago went viral of Kanye walking through the airport with Fuentes. And maybe most people, most viewers, readers don't know Fuentes, but the media does. They, they love him because they can try to tie him to, to various right-wingers like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates because, you know, they once shook his hand or something. So they know him. They love him. And the fact that Trump let him in was a gift it was a gift. Biden commented about it. All the media talked about it. Uh, DeSantis said nothing as well. He should didn't stop Maggie Heberman, Trump's friend from the New York times for tweeting out the, the uh, conspicuous no uh, comment from DeSantis like DeSantis, the governor of Florida is supposed to comment on who's having dinner with Trump. They did their best. They used it exactly as you expect which is all Trump's fault. This is it. This is, I don't say it's bigger. He's got a few flaws, his age being one, but this is a massive flaw that DeSantis does not share. Just this weakness to, to this neediness that I, I, I see a famous guy. I got to be friends. I have to elevate him. Here's Fuentes with Alex Jones. 
making a speech. I mean, he's, he's, he's loud. He's obnoxious. If you, if you, uh, if you want to look him up, Google him, hell, you know, watch one of his videos. He's just a punk. All right. He's just a punk. And, and somehow he got in tight with this Kanye crew. Somehow he slithered into that uh, contingent that made its way to Mar-a-Lago. They must've been laughing, thinking he's never going to let him in. Someone at Mar-a-Lago, someone's going to know who he is. And someone's going to say, nope, Kanye, you can come in. Cause you know, whatever you're troubled. And Donald's going to give you some advice, but not you Fuentes, not you. Instead he walks in and all I could think of is, uh, I mean, imagine him going to forget just, just DeSantis or anybody else, anyone else, you know, Mike Pompeo or, or Christy Nome or, or Ted Cruz knock. Hey, can we come in and talk? Can we come in and have some, have some dinner? Who else would let this, 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 this low life in their home? Who else is that needy that, 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 that seduced by celebrity? It is, it is why he is terrible at surrounding himself with people. It's why he's terrible at hiring, nominating, <laughs> vent, uh, vetting. He just, he, it just, celebrity means everything to, to him. And Kanye, you know, he's a celebrity who's going DEFCON 3 on the Jews. And by the way, was ripping Ben Shapiro over the weekend. Here, here's an interesting uh, little subplot that maybe people missed. So Kanye's on Twitter ripping Ben Shapiro because Ben Shapiro ripped this meeting and he called Kanye uh, anti-Semite. He said the best way to not let anti-Semites you don't know into your house is don't let the ones you do know into your house like Kanye. So Kanye's response was Ben Shapiro took money from one of his competitors. And I'm going, what? When did that happen? Uh, the Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro took advertising money from the DeSantis campaign, DeSantis for governor. They took money from lots of political candidates. I mean, it's a right-wing site that's popular with conservatives, with Republicans. So they take his money, they run ads. That, in Kanye's mind, is taking money from his competitor because Kanye's running for president. And we're supposed to look at him as a presidential candidate. And, uh, you know, Shapiro and others uh, just pounced on that like, you're not supposed to take advertising money from a candidate because, because why? Because he's Kanye's competitor. Um, it's funny. We talked a lot about Kanye when he did uh, with, uh, with Tucker and, and kind of made the rounds. He is totally unhinged. He thinks he's a presidential candidate and he thinks aligning himself with Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos is somehow going to help. Yeah, there's uh, Shapiro's response. He says, sadly, you've trashed yourself. You didn't need my help. It wasn't me. It wasn't the Jews. It was just you. And it's true. Uh, he might look at Trump and say, you know, he's a famous guy, celebrity with no political experience, and he got elected president. But compared to Kanye, you know, Trump's friggin', you know, Mike Pence. <laughs> he's, he's completely stable. He's a completely stable genius compared to Kanye. But this was... I'm not sure if, I don't know if it's a fatal mistake. You, you know, we sometimes make that mistake when Trump does really stupid things. We say, that's it. He's done. And I would never say that at this point, because he has yet to begin the fight. He's going to fight dirty. He's going to go after uh, DeSantis like no one ever has before, which is why I'm out. Uh, I've said before, I'll say it again. We can't have him 
as uh, uh, the Republicans can't have him as the candidate. They can't. He's too old. He's too unhinged. He's too blind with 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 vengeance, which I generally respect. But in this case, the most important thing is winning, is ending this disastrous Biden regime, this disastrous Biden agenda. And the best way to do it is not nominating a guy who has Thanksgiving dinner with Illinois Nazis. It's just crazy. It's just so, it's just such a unforced error. So you, whatever, meet him at the door, meet him at the gate. We've seen many, many, a lot of videos from Mar-a-Lago. There's a big gate there. Someone had to let these punks behind that gate. What do you get from meeting with Kanye anyway? Everyone knows he's unhinged. I mean, people don't look at him. They might like his music. They might think he's kind of an uh, interesting guy. But nobody nobody thinks he's presidential material. Nobody takes him seriously. I mean, he, he, I, I said when he did the Tucker thing, he's very thoughtful. He thinks long and hard about his answers, and he knows that people are listening. And then he goes DEFCON 3 on the Jews, starts talking about how Jews control Hollywood. That's That's disqualifying. He's not a candidate. And... The fact that Trump takes time, takes a lot of time out of his day is just so bizarre. It's just so stupid and just so, just just brings into question his, uh, his judgment. Uh, as a result, Trump uh, issued another statement. He says, Kanye West very much wanted to visit Mar-a-Lago. Our dinner was intended to be Kanye and me only, but he arrived with a guest whom I'd never met and knew nothing about. He didn't mention Fuentes by name. Uh, Fuentes confirmed the details of the meeting to Axios, saying it was em- he was embarrassed to cause such a stir. He said Trump was his hero, but he criticized Trump for not going hard enough into the you know white nationalist theme in his uh, campaign announcement. I mean, as I said, whatever two weeks ago, I bailed on Trump. Lots of people did when Trump ripped DeSantis on election night and then ripped uh, General Bullduck and, and everybody ripped Glenn Youngkin. It was just, that was crazy, unhinged, self-centered stuff. I think it's going to be, it's going to take time, but eventually everybody's going to bail and say, we don't need this insanity. We don't need this, this very insecure, needy man right now. It, this is something that no other candidate would do. And for good reason, if you, if you want, go ahead, read up on Nick Fuentes, read up on Milo Yiannopoulos. You really want a guy who's blaming the Jews, <laughs> who's, who's, uh, who denies the Holocaust. And to me, that's, I don't know. That's a deal breaker right there. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen video. I've seen pictures. I've seen videos. I've read up anyone who denies the Holocaust and, and does it, with a smile is which is kind of how he does everything. He's smiling. He's laughing, talking about, you know, the lies the Jews tell. And you say, what the hell get away from me. You feel like spraying him with a little repellent. He's just such a, such a nasty little insect, but hmm, friend, friend of Donald's friend. O F O D. He's a friend of Donald's and it was uh, sad, but in a way, I think it's okay because uh, it just shows, it just shows Trump at this age, after all he's been through is more needy and insecure and vengeful and, 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 and unhinged than ever. And none of that, you can say none of that about governor Ron DeSantis. I mean, they're going to come after him. Trump's going to come after him. You know, 
the media is certainly going to come after him. He will have his time in the firing, the front of the firing squad. But this is something. That's all. That's how I look at everything. Is this, you know, compared to this, compared to my guy DeSantis, and this is something DeSantis would never ever do. But we'll see. Trump, Trump obviously is going to make statements on uh, true social, and eventually come back to uh, to twi- Twitter. We know that. But I look at these truth social posts, and I say. Is he alone down there? Is he alone right now? Is anybody? I know he's got some, he's got the whole true social staff. I know um, uh, Devin Nunez is the CEO, I believe, and Jason Miller's former advisors there. And does anyone tell him, you know, how about some punctuation, you know, in these, in these posts? You know, how about, how about proofreading? How about letting someone take a look at it before you send it out there? Because he is uh, back to his old tricks. It doesn't help when he posts it. It's not going to help when he tweets. I know everyone's looking forward to it. I know lots of liberals are quitting Twitter because uh, Trump's the, the a former president is going to be allowed to speak. We'll get to Twitter and we'll get to, uh, to, to Fauci and we'll get to the effect uh, uh, Musk has had on, on, uh, so many liberals and so many media members. It's a beautiful thing. I do want to get to the, the China. Speaking of the beautiful thing, the China uprising. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention over the weekend, it's just an amazing development. Uh, there are protests all around China. And these aren't, you know, protests like we're used to. These are, pro- I mean, we're, we're, you know, Antifa and BLM can burn whole neighborhoods down and, and uh, you know, throw bricks at cops and burn police cars and, and, and not do a day in jail. These are people risking their lives, risking their freedom. They're rising up against COVID lockdown policies, which is, is something uh, people in this country, people in Canada, they rose up against COVID lockdown policies. Remember the truckers? Well, Trudeau came down on the truckers, took some of their trucks away, took, froze their bank accounts, took their money. And now we're going to listen to Trudeau uh, speak out in support of lockdown protest. Oh, this is going to be, this is going to be a joke in this country too. By the way, protests took place all over. We have, we have some video took place all over China and uh, in, including in front of the U S consulate and not a word from the Biden administration, not a word. I mean, it's, you can, you can just, you can wonder why, wonder why we can wonder just how much they have on Joe Biden and just why he's going to be so docile in the face of these protests, but they're happening, man. People are getting arrested, rounded up. And the thing that triggered them, it, it's just an amazing, tragic, frightening story, but there was a fire. I have the, I have the story here before we uh, play some of this, uh, uh, play some of the video, but, uh, this is the the uh, the thing that triggered it. Here's a Daily News Daily Wire story. It says Chinese citizens are protesting the communist nation's strict COVID policies. Protests intensified over the weekend in major cities across China, including Beijing, Shanghai, and Wuhan. According to media reports, a demonstration in Shanghai devolved into chaos, with police clashing with protesters and deploying pepper spray. The protests emerged as a response to the zeroed COVID policies imposed by the Chinese communist government since the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, 
The protests began on Thursday after 10 people were killed. Do we have the uh, the video of this one, Ironhead? Get the video. Because there's video and sound from this fire in a residential high-rise building in Aramki, the capital city uh, of the uh, Xinjiang Autonomous Region. Videos of the incident posted on social media spawned accusations that lockdowns contributed to the deaths. There's video of the authorities all in their space suits, locking people down, literally welding their doors shut. So here's what here's the result of that. You have a fire in a high rise and people can't get out. They're trapped. They're locked in because of this insane literal lockdown policy. But this is, and there's uh, the problem they have is lot, everyone's got a phone and people are, you know, got the, if you see the protest, everyone has their phones out. Everyone's videotaped. But if the cop, the cops beat up a BBC journalist and the co- uh, cameras were all over it. And then the British government came out with a little soft, softly worded statement. I'm sorry, sternly worded statement condemning it. They'll do nothing. They'll be like, they'll be like Joe Biden. They'll just cower under their desks. Joe Biden will say nothing about this. We have protests erupting in Iran and China, and we don't have uh, an administration who's supporting them at all so far, so far. But let's watch this frightening video. There are people trapped in this apartment, locked in by the authorities because of COVID zero policy. Go ahead, play it. That is people burning to death because the government locked them in their apartment. That was Thursday, and that triggered protest all across the country. There's going to be a million arrests. You know what? Conveniently, they just built concentration camps. If you haven't seen this, it's amazing. There's one that's built for 90,000 people, and they if you get COVID, they lock you away, and they just leave you there. I don't exactly know. I don't. I don't even understand why this is necessary. I mean, aren't they dealing with the same strain we are? It's a cold. It's the flu. It is not an. It's not like the beginning of COVID, where where people were dying and people were were un, unsure of what to do, uncertain of how to handle it. Haven't they reached the same point we have, where it's manageable? <laughs> why are they locking people away in concentration camps? Why are they locking people, welding them into their apartments? It's 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 madness, but it's it's wonderful to see because again these people are uh, putting it all on the line. They're uh, they're not going to go away, you know, for a day. They're not going to get a fine community service. They're going to put them in these COVID camps and leave them there. And uh, people are risking everything. That's a real protest. That's not like we see in this country. That's not someone taking a knee before a game or wearing a rainbow shirt to a soccer game. These are people risking it all. That's why I'm rooting for Iran tomorrow against the U.S. Because I think if Iran loses to the U.S., they're all going to get executed when they get back to Tehran. <laughs> they're already in trouble. They didn't sing the anthem before the before their first game. And uh, I think they arrested or detained one of the captains. I'll, I'll, I'll get the latest on that for tomorrow when uh, the U.S. plays Iran. And they're both, you know, both teams are very concerned with social justice. 
One team is trying <laughs> to keep young girls from being executed for not wearing a head head thing. And the other team is concerned that they might not be able to allow drag queens in elementary schools or something. And they're, uh, they, they want to wear rainbows everywhere. So if the U S will win, I'm sure Iran stinks. They lost, they got, they lost one game like six to two. To which England, is, I didn't yeah. know, they, they didn't even know there were soccer games with six goals in them. It's like a football game with like 200 points and uh, they're going to get <laughs> sent home and they're going to be uh, lined up against the wall and just shot every one of these Iranian players. So, you know, if they happen to pull out another exciting zero, zero tie, uh, maybe they'll get to live. So I'll be rooting for them. But uh, back, uh, back to China, we'll be waiting. I mean, I know it was a weekend. Biden was busy out there creeping on little girls, but uh, maybe he's back at work today. And maybe someone will say, can we just make a statement in support of these protests? Can we just, I don't know, tell them, you know, we're, we're with you in spirit. It's hard because Biden, like Trudeau, was all in on COVID lockdowns. He was all in on firing people who weren't vaxxed. He was completely on board with the extremist, you know, COVID policies. So now he has to turn around and say, we support the people who are protesting against them. In this country, he was all for firing them from their jobs for, for putting them, putting them away. But that country is different. So it's not going to be easy, but he has to do it. We as a country have to do it. We'll see. We'll see what happens today. And we'll see if, you know, it gets extreme. We'll see the reaction from Xi Jinping. It's the biggest protest since Tiananmen Square. We know how that turned out. Are they going to start shooting? Are they going to start rounding up? Are we going to see, are these people all going to get disappeared? You know, these thousands and thousands of people are protesting because they can't live their lives because they are locked down. They, they're starving. They're, they're losing their minds. We'll, we'll find out. It'll be interesting to watch. And I just hope they keep their cameras and they continue to, post videos because it's uh, incredible to watch. Uh, let's get to uh, this. You know what? There was so much over the weekend. I'm, I'm, I, I, all I'm going to say is it is, uh, what is it? November 28th, 9th, whatever it is. I love Elon Musk. I mean, I just love him. He's he tweets. He, first of all, he bought Twitter because of what Twitter did to his friends at the Babylon B. That was the impetus. Uh, they killed John Wick's dog, and we knew what happened. Then similar situation, they canceled the Babylon Bee, and Musk went into action, bought the whole company. He laid off three quarters of the employees, 75% of the employees. Now, uh, I'd like anybody who's been on Twitter for the last couple of weeks to tell me, can you notice any difference? <laughs> Maybe this is going to wake people up to the fat, just the the, the waste that was at this company, these, these wokesters who worked from home, you know, probably worked, you know, a half hour a day, they're all gone. And the thing is working better than ever. I mean, it's, they'll, they'll, they'll continue to try and sabotage it. But the whole thing is fascinating because the people upset at Musk, the, 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 you know, the Ed Markey or uh, Taylor Lorenz or any of the people in the media, uh, they're in no danger. I know I've said this before, but it's worth emphasizing here. They're in no danger of being canceled. They're in no danger of being banned. They're in no danger of being suspended. They're not in no danger of having warning labels put on their tweets. That's not why they're upset. They get to speak freely. 
openly as they always have. They're upset because other people can speak freely. They are literally upset that Musk has opened it up and turned it into the closest thing we have to a platform for free speech, to, for open debate. They hate that. That is hate speech. Antifa is threatening to um, burn Tesla dealerships because some Antifa accounts, which inside violence, have been taken down. You know, that, that's literally, uh, that's not the limit of his, uh, of his restrictions, but you can't incite violence or threaten people's lives. They're still doing it, by the way. T- uh, Libs of TikTok was tweeting out some of her threats last night. People saying they're going to come kill her. That's their idea of free speech. Um, Libs of TikTok's idea of free speech is posting other people's videos from drag shows. <laughs> and they want to kill her for that. I mean, it just shows you who the good guys are and the bad guys. The, 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 you know, the, the good guys are like, let's go. Let's debate. Let's speak. Let's let everyone. Let's let the former president speak. Let's let Babylon be make jokes about about Rachel Levine. That seems reasonable to me. And the other side is. Letting Trump speak is violence. Letting Trump speak, letting Babylon B mock people in power is hate speech. It's just so insane, so bizarre that, that, that these people are that upset that their adversaries get to speak. I mean, there's so many examples. The best one over the weekend, if you didn't see it, was, uh, yeah, here's Alyssa Milano. This was the most ratioed tweet in Twitter history, I believe. She says, I gave back my Tesla. I bought the VW EV. That would be the, uh, the electric Volkswagen. I love it. I'm not sure how advertisers can buy space on Twitter. Publicly traded companies' products being pushed in alignment with hate and white supremacy doesn't seem to be a winning business model. Where, where to begin with this insanity? <laughs> <sighs> Get the Hodge twins response, because this, I believe, was the most, uh, I don't know, the greatest... Uh, uh, the greatest response to a stupid tweet in Twitter history, the Hodge twins point out that Volkswagen was literally started by Nazis in the 1930s, literally started by Hitler. And, and this bubblehead just bought a VW to protest free speech on Twitter, hate speech and white supremacy. Where does that even come from? And she was just owned on Twitter all weekend because she's such an idiot. Can you believe that, that Musk was a hero to these people, what, a year ago? Not even a year, six, eight months ago because, you know, he, he started Tesla. He's sending rockets to space. He's He made electric cars cool. And now they hate him because he's a proponent of free speech, because he's a proponent, proponent because he let, he, he hasn't, taken him up on it yet, but he invited the former president back on Twitter and these people want to, you know, burn their Teslas. It shows you who's, you know, uh, there, there's the Hodge twins. Look at the, look at the light. What's the likes on that? 170,000 likes. Volkswagen was literally founded by Nazis. I'm not sure why there's uh, an apostrophe in that and Hitler with a clown. That's their response to Alyssa Milano, who is just a dope. I mean, honest to God, but she's not the only one Musk has broken. Musk is just I mean, not Trump did this too. We know he broke the media. He broke liberals, but Musk does it just by pushing free speech. That's it. Just by opening things up, letting people talk a uh, couple of great examples over the weekend. I mean, these are laugh out loud, hilarious, uh, 
uh, let's see, we got two, we got two examples from CNN, which has just lost its mind. CNN, here is uh, <laughs> CNN, November 26th. Uh, was that two days ago? Here it is. A recent online article from CNN argued that daylight savings time disproportionately affects the sleep and health of minority communities. <laughs> uh, daylight savings is racist, according to CNN. <laughs> Uh, it disrupts sleep, throws off people's circadian rhythms and can contribute to general health problems. And since people of color have a higher number of health problems, this means observing daylight savings time is more dangerous to them. What? Uh, and if you thought that was hilarious, uh, the next day they come up with this one. I didn't even know this was a thing. Black Twitter. Did you know Black Twitter was a thing? Ironhead didn't know. Only, didn't know. only if you go after Beyonce, it comes out really uh, hard. Here is uh, CNN. Uh, Black Twitter is mourning the possible end of the influential community they found on Twitter more than a decade ago, but users are split between finding a new app and staying put. I'm not ready to go because I feel that's a case for the. That's the case with a lot of things. Black people bring culture, community, and love, and so much energy and spirit and soul to whatever places we inhabit, and then something else comes in and totally disrupts the energy. Says Unique Jones Gibson, an avid Twitter user and CEO of the marketing culture, the marketing company Culture Brands. So Black Twitter is threatening to leave Twitter, which I didn't even know was a thing because Musk... I don't know. Let Trump back? Is that what upset them? <laughs> it says, oh, the NCA, NAACP says, since Elon Musk has taken over Twitter, racial slurs have spiked and conspiracy theories have spread. I don't believe that. There's no proof. I mean, it's just all made up by, you know, CNN. So we now know black Twitter. We now know Twitter's racist and daylight savings time is racist. It is amazing. Just follow him. If you're uh, if you're a Twitter, follow Musk. He's just hilarious. He keeps on uh, tweaking these people. He doesn't just roll over. I think he has woken up. He didn't realize, as he tweeted about a week ago, he didn't realize how big the problem was. Now you have all these scum, these scumbags pressuring his advertisers to pull out of Twitter because what? Because Babylon B is back? I mean, because Trump might come back and they're threatening to pull all their ads. It's just, it, that only works one way. It's just so disgusting. And hopefully he fights, keeps fighting because he's the hero we need. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the hero we don't need anymore. I can't believe he used to be a hero. That was less, that was less than three years ago. Anthony Fauci would step in front of the cameras and assure it, reassure everybody, comfort everybody. He made you feel good. He was a regular guy, a New Yorker with a New York accent. Man, were we fooled. Fauci is retiring. Fauci's turning 82 in a couple of weeks, Christmas Eve. And he's allegedly retiring, but he sure ain't going away. He is never going away. And he made the rounds over the weekend, you know, like he always does with his good friends. I think he was with uh, Face the Nation and Chuck Todd and, I don't know, usual suspects. And it was, it was the amazing thing. The guy we respected like in February of 2020, before we knew he was lying about everything and before he knew he was, he was getting rich, which he has, he's doubled his net worth in the last three years. He's now worth $12 million 
a civil servant <laughs> worth 12 million bucks and is about to get real rich when he retires and joins the board of Pfizer or Moderna. But you tell me, how does this sound any different than it did three, almost three years ago? He's talking about, he's not sure if schools, you know, should reopen. He's not sure if we, he thinks we should wear masks and get tested before meeting with your family. I mean, people are looking at that going, what? what the hell are you talking, tested? That's why I don't even understand when you see these stories about the new cases, they have them every day. Like the Globe will have them about Massachusetts, 4,000 new cases. How do they know? Who the hell's going to the hospital? Who's reporting? Yeah, they call the whatever CDC and say, yeah, I just did the nasal thing and I'm positive. Who's reporting to the government when they get COVID nowadays? I don't, I don't get how they have a number for that. I don't get how that's even a, a thing anymore. But let's watch some of Fauci. This is over this weekend. I don't even know what purpose he's serving here. Nobody's listening to him anymore. I should say nobody. The people who are listening to him, they're already, they're still masked up. You know, they're still testing and washing their hands. Those are the people on the island, the, you know, the Japanese soldier on the island, the people who are paying attention, they've tuned out this, this, this creep long, long ago, but he can't give it up. He can't walk away. He is addicted to the camera, to the fame. He's going to still be at the, you know, Kennedy center and the, in the Tony awards. You can be sure of that. And the, and the, uh, uh, you know, Oscar pre parties with Don Lemon, he'll be doing all that. he will be like a hundred years old. He'll still be going to the parties, but what do we got from Fauci over this weekend? Uh, we can talk, uh, him talking about school closures. Or um, yeah, watch this, watch this school closures. Didn't we learn like two years ago that kids are not really affected? Kids aren't dying. Didn't we learn long ago that closing schools for a day was a mistake? Here we are almost 2023. And this alleged expert is talking about possibly closing schools. By the way, Big fan of China, big fan of the Chinese Communist Party in their lockdowns, big fan of locking people in their apartments and burning them to death. Just something he's always supported. But And he'd love to see that here. He'd love to see us adopt the same policy here, but I don't think it's possible. But let's listen to him on Face the Nation yesterday. So yeah. coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut down? I don't know, uh, uh, Margaret. I'm not sure. When, when you talk about shutting down schools, there's always the collateral That's also effects. radioactive. <laughs> exactly. There's always the collateral issue. So you have to balance, and you do it in real time, depending upon the viral load of disease in your region, whether you know, the upper northeast may be quite different from the southwest, from the, from, the, from the Pacific coast, from the upper northwest. So you have to have the local authorities evaluate on a situation-by-situation basis the, the potential collateral deleterious effects. Oh, Jesus. With the up. effects Shut of what up. might happen. Stop him. Honest to God, the answer to that is, of course not, Margaret. <laughs> not closing schools. What are you, nuts? That's the proper answer. It said, oh, yeah, the different regions and the viral loads, the viral loads. What? We're really talking about viral loads in different regions and possibly closing schools. I'm telling you, COVID's the best thing that ever happened to him. It made him famous. It made him rich. And he's never going to let it go. He is never going to give up on it. It's, it's, as, as I tweeted, it's like, it's like watching an aging porn star. You're saying it's kind of pathetic. <laughs> Just give it up. 
you're done here. Your time is done. Do we have him blaming Trump? We have the other cut where he blames Trump and praises China. Uh, uh, I blame Trump too. I blame Trump for listening to this little troll, but yeah. Um, um, got right here. I, I don't even know which show he was on of his many appearances, but uh, somehow Trump listening to him. Now he's blaming Trump. It's it, it just amazing. Trump to be most people, uh, certainly to most Republicans, the biggest mistake Trump did was hand the country over to this monster. And now he's he's turning around and blaming Trump. That's why he's never going to go away, because the media loves him. He, he could, as I said the other day, he could show up with a severed head in his hand. Wouldn't matter. He helped end the, uh, the evil orange man. He stopped the evil orange man. That's the most important thing to the mainstream media. They don't care about anything else. If you help them get rid of Trump, then you're okay. You're in their good graces forever. The, let's listen to this answer again to Margaret about uh, uh, Trump and the Chinese. I was going to say, uh, actually, in this clip, he semi actually compliments Trump also, which is new. You haven't heard that in a while. What happens is that if you look at the anti-China approach that clearly the Trump administration had right from the very beginning and the accusatory nature, the Chinese are going to flinch back and say, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to talk mm-hmm. to you about it, which is not correct. But they they're not talking be. to the Biden administration about it either. Exactly. I think that horse is out of the barn and they're very suspicious of anybody trying to accuse them. We need to have an open dialogue with their scientists and our scientists keep the politics out of it and let the scientists, because these are scientists that we've known for decades mm-hmm. and we've you collaborated funded. with. You funded them. That's how he's known for decades. By the way, he was deposed Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, according to the two attorneys general who deposed him. He lied for like eight hours about everything. Just a lot of, I don't know. Uh, and they sealed the transcript. You can't see the transcript. All you can do is go by what the two attorneys general, including Eric Schmidt, a senator elect from Missouri. Uh, and they just said he denied everything. And he, he still doesn't want to admit that it came from a lab because he funded that lab. It's amazing. He still has a job and he's still a, an authority after all the damage he's done to the country. Again, it's in the trillions of dollars, the damage he's done. He's still sitting there going, well, it depends, Margaret. It depends. You're like, <laughs> why, why are you here? Why are you still talking? You're 82. Go away. It's it, the crazy thing, too, is he's like, he compliments Trump in a way going, yeah, he correctly is cautious of China, but he was too over the top and mean about it. So now they're standoffish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What did China do? They just created a virus that killed 7 million people, destroyed our economy. They're still people you know, suffering, still people getting sick, people dying still. And this guy still wants to protect his friends in China, the ones he, he funded. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Think of what the, we talked about it with Biden meeting with Xi Jinping and not mentioning COVID or fentanyl. Think of the damage China has done to this country in the last, whatever, three years. And nobody seems to want to hold them accountable. Our president won't even make a statement in support of the protesters. That's how beholden he is. Here we go. <laughs> if you're watching along, Joe Biden, as you know, you know, lunch pail Joe, Scranton Joe, spent uh, the Thanksgiving Nantucket because that's what working people do. He's been doing it for 40 years, going to Nantucket for Thanksgiving. And uh, here he is creeping on two girls who are in a, in a store as he was out shopping. 
this video, I mean, this photo went viral, man. And, and, you know, somebody tweeted, they were defending him. I forget one of these people who are always defending Biden on Twitter. And they said, you have to see the whole video. Yeah. It's worse. He looks over, he could see girls in the window. He went, Ooh, and he just look at him. Just thinking about sniffing. He was like a zombie going towards brains. <laughs> he to sniff so bad. <laughs> and of course, uh, he, uh, said nothing did nothing about the uh, protests in China as he vacationed in Nantucket. He did say something about Trump meeting with Nick Fuentes, which I don't care. Trump deserves all the criticism he gets. If they jump on it, exploit it. I know the media, I turned on CNN and MSNBC this morning and they're they're talking all about it. And well, they should, this is all Trump's fault. I'm not uh, giving him a pass, but uh, there is uh, Biden's most memorable moment from, uh, his uh, weekend on on uh, Nantucket, um, but uh, anyway, let's get to uh, let's get to the NFL because it was a great NFL weekend beginning on Thursday. It's a great day of football watching, eating, drinking, just uh, and, and blended right into the college games over the weekend. And then yesterday was another great red zone day. But uh, first, let me do Shay. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shay, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. I should, I should uh, bow. I should take my Shea hat off to you. Hat off to you. You have uh, Iron Head is. There's some streaks in sports that are just (laughs) seem untouchable, like Joe DiMaggio's 56 game hitting streak, like Cal Ripken. Of course, we thought Lou Gehrig's streak was untouchable until Cal Ripken came along. Ironhead is now 12 weeks in, 12 into the NFL season, and he has yet to have a winning record. We pick four games every week. Ironhead is now, what's your record overall? How many games below 500? You don't have much of a chance of. Getting back to five hundred, oh, do you? There's no shot, no shot. I have to like win and, out, basically. And the sad thing is, he actually bets. He actually puts his he bets like five bucks every week, but he loses every week. And it's it's you would think it's like a roulette wheel. Eventually, it evens out, but it doesn't. Montante is running away from the field. I'm in the middle, and then uh, Ironhead is just keeping up a streak. Would you go one and three or one and four this week? One and three because Hunter Henry got robbed. Uh, you know what? We'll start with that. I agree. I, I watched that replay like six times. I didn't know what the ref guy, whichever ref guy it is. Was that Gene Steratore or the other guy? I don't know. I don't even get what they were talking about. The ball moved. Well, the ball always moves. It's whether your hands are on it It or was not. completely under it. 
I looked at the replay. I go, what are they talking about? That was a catch. That was a touchdown. But uh, you know, Minnesota's a good team. They 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 had it. You know, the the uh, Kirk Cousins got in a groove, got in the zone. And uh, you know what? Uh, Mac Jones had his best game of the season. I thought no turnovers. He looked good. Um, they 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 played well in defeat. That was a good team. They lost to on the road. They got another good team coming up this Thursday. Another great Thursday night matchup. Buffalo against the Patriots. Patriots, Bill Belichick and the Patriots are six and five and in last place. Tom Brady is five and six and in first place. <laughs> and uh, yesterday there was just two moments that just made me just jump out of my seat. I love coaches who do this. Uh, they, they score. They're down one. Game on the line. Last play of the game. They go for two. They did it in Jacksonville. Doug uh, Peterson and Cleveland did it to Tom, Tom Brady. Well, winning by seven points in the last minute of a game in his career was 218 and zero, 218 and oh, and he lost on the last play uh, against Cleveland and uh, tough season so far. But again, he's in first place. The, uh, you know what I loved? And it was a bad, real bad day for the Patriots, for Patriots fans, because Jets won, Dolphins won, Buffalo won on Thursday. You know, a lot of Cincinnati won, a lot of, uh, and, uh, uh, was this Hunter Henry making the catch? Yeah, very, compared to Travis Kelsey. He, I, don't, I don't even get what they were talking about. The ball moved. Of course it moved. His hands are moving. His hands are on it. What, he's supposed to stop? And he doesn't lose control and he doesn't fumble and he doesn't come off his arm. I mean, that I thought that was a touchdown, but you know what? In this Travis Kelsey one on the right, he loses the ball, everything. That was called a touchdown, but Hunter Henry's wasn't. It makes no sense. I know the Patriots or Belichick could get, you know, every call could go against Belichick for the next 30 years and he still won't be below 500. He's gotten most calls on the last 20 years. The Patriots, particularly with Brady, got most calls. They didn't get that one. I didn't get it. I still don't get it, but whatever. Uh, they uh, they can bounce back against Buffalo with a win. The Patriots' defense is good. Uh, just just not that night. Not that night. But uh, um, here's where the Patriots are lucky. They, they beat well, they beat the Jets. Week ago, how long ago was that? A week ago, two weeks. A week ago, I'm, I'm lost. It was last weekend. No, but it, oh, but sorry, two games ago, one week ago, right? I don't know. Uh, if uh, Salah, Robert Salah, had done the right thing a week earlier and put Mike White in for Zach Wilson, who is awful, the Patriots would be five and six, not six and five. They would have lost that game. Let's face it, they almost lost it anyway. And Zach Wilson was atrocious. Mike White is the new hero in New York. And I know people are giving Salah, Salah credit. He, he waited too long. He knew Zach Wilson. He knows he sucks. He just left him in there because he was the second pick in the draft, making a lot of money. And he was, you know, the franchise guy. But if he were looking to win games to make the playoffs, he'd have made the switch earlier. And the Patriots would have lost that game. So they were lucky that Salah didn't have the guts to pull the trigger on that move a week earlier. Um, but you know, the, the division is loaded. It's so interesting now. For years past, every division game sucked, and you'd be like, oh, bummer. When are they going to play a real team? Now every game in the division is is great, is, is tough, including this Thursday. 
the only question to me is, is uh, Josh Allen hurt? That's the only thing that stops the bills. If Josh Allen's hurt and he might be, uh, who was the announcer the other day, Sam? I think Josh Allen's hurt. Watch him. He looks, he looks off. He was not accurate with the ball. He, he's he got to be. He gets hit, you know, a dozen times a game. Is it Romo? He gets hit more, more times per game than Brady gets hit in a season. But uh, he's just so fun to watch. He's just, uh, he's the most entertaining guy in sports. He and Mahomes. You turn on the game and there's, and there's the Chiefs or there's the Bills and you just get yourself comfortable and say, that guy is why I watch football. And it is. But uh, we'll see what happens this week. Well, we'll do our picks on Thursday again. Let Montante come on and gloat. His Jets are kicking ass and he's kicking our ass too, man. But what's tonight? Steelers, uh, somebody who's Steelers. Uh, uh, I knew this. Uh, uh, Ironhead streaks alive. He's yet to have a winning record. He's yet to answer a question. <laughs> Are you uh, going to bet on tonight's game? Uh, Colts. Steelers, Colts. Colts are favored, I believe. I would never pick the Colts, uh, whatever. But anything else we got here, Iron? I don't know. I got a million things on my list, but it is Monday, and we are loaded up, and I want you to get the show up. So, uh, No, I think that's uh, it. What's the latest on the protests? Anything? We're going to see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, two stories I can't I can't get my mind around is they haven't caught the guy in Idaho who butchered four four college kids four happy but just just hopeful college kids just carved them up and walked out of the apartment and has not been caught that blows my mind and when will Xi Jinping order them to open fire on the protesters that's coming we'll be here for it we will. Uh, Stay on top of that and get back to it tomorrow, but we'll leave it there for today. Any good comments that I missed? I've been putting them up. Uh, Vince Vince is mad at us because we were whining about the call. The tears. Patriots fans. I'm not whining. I don't care. Uh, It was, that was a pretty entertaining game. I could not believe, you know, Mac Jones, they protected him. Did he even get touched? You know, he was not under the gun. He was proof that any quarterback, I shouldn't say any quarterback, any quarterback, but Zach Wilson, if you give him time, they can beat you. You know, if the, that's why pass rushers are, you know, going first, second in the draft, why they're getting paid all that money, because pass rushers change games. If you don't have a pass rusher and the Vikings didn't, and Mac Jones has time, he can he can be as effective as anyone. But when he gets pressured, he screws up. And uh, he might not have a clean as clean a pocket like that any week. I just, I'm, I'm just asking, who, why, why is that a fumble by, by Hunter Henry? You know, you want to blame Hunter Henry for something, blame for not stepping out of bounds, the dope. But he caught, he made that catch. He did. And they lost. And the hell, it's still in, it's, it's almost December and they're in the hunt. And it's uh, been a very interesting NFL season. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. The, the Packers are done, which is too bad. But uh, a lot of crazy things happen in the NFL. And uh, Patriots will be in the middle of it. You know, they can knock off the Bills. That'll be huge. But uh, we well leave that we leave it there for today. Anything else, Ironhead? That's all. That is it. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening and commenting. Thanks to you, Ironhead. Congratulations! Twelve straight losing weeks for Ironhead. Man, you are friggin' Cal Ripken. You really are. <laughs> I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? 
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.